giving you a big hug right now big virtual hug my Wi-Fi might be a little bit slow but hopefully you can hear me give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay I am here in beautiful Tofino British Columbia Canada and uh, I'm really glad to jump on here and I had a really important uh, uh, message for you today um, about the the question the age-old question that I get constantly how do I know whether I should stay or whether I should go and I know that I know that dilemma quite well I went through a divorce about 10 years ago uh, and several failed relationships and I was convinced that um, I want to get to the bottom of how to answer this question and if I can figure this out and know it cold and then I can just kind of demonstrate this and reproduce this with um, with real life people with real cases then um, I want to change the world with it and so I I learned how to answer that question and uh, today's transmission uh, is from beautiful Tofino British Columbia Canada where my wife and I are um, hey Jen what's going on sister um, where my beautiful wife and I are in our last little pre-baby holiday um, not a holiday I'm working I just finished a full day serving clients many of which who were struggling with this question this has become my specialty I've learned how to master helping people with this question and the, and so today in, in beautiful Tofino British Columbia I just want to show you where I am first of all Jen it's good to see you I'm in right in front of a campfire right here uh, that's our Airbnb my wife is in there we're about to go for a walk on the beach after my day is done serving clients let me know where you're signing in from just write in hey I'm in New York I know Jen you're in New York my goal my intention for this broadcast is to give you an insight and some guidance I'm your guide on the side because truthfully nobody can answer this question except for you um, people message me in all sorts of kind of relationship anxiety uh, remember Joe who called in saying my wife wants to leave what do I do and um, can you we save this marriage we haven't fucked in about 15 years <laughs> but I want to save this marriage <laughs> so this is basically you know where, where they were at right and so um, I told Joe the answer to this question I said Joe the answer to this question is that Joe gets good with Joe whether she stays or she's gone um, I cannot with the work that we do I created this methodology called the overview method that to help people um, uncover their trigger and go and heal the attachment wound that the trigger is all about and I came through that uh, w w wisdom and awareness because I had to take my I had to find the medicine for myself so because I was in that limbo state not just with my relationship but within my career and what we notice is when we got Joe by healing those attachment wounds Joe became good and grateful for her leaving and they have a wonderful friendship parting ways so the whole goal here is um, it's not about save people message me can can this marriage be saved this reminds me of Kira who messaged me my can you help save my marriage 
<coughs> I, whoa, whoa, this is not what I do, and I'm going to explain to you what it is you need to do in order to really have a firm understanding so that you can actually move forward with clarity, confidence, and courage. That's all it is. And please understand that this is not going to be possible without courage. So this is really, courage is going to be the, the, the very most important thing. Um, so a couple years ago, Melissa approached us and she was at a standstill, not only with her, her career, didn't know what she wanted to do, works with children, and eh, not fulfilling, stuck in a relationship where there was infidelity, and her health was all shitty. All three things, the trifecta, how amazing that is. And she just needed some clarity on what her next step is and we just did exactly these few key shifts that I'm going to share with you and on the other side of that what ends up happening is she decides her relationship with her partner become even stronger than ever she is slowly moving out of her career working with kids and teaching couples and teaching women how to, it's like sex and love coach she just is like oh she just the inner diva within her was was um, was uh, it kind of ignited, and after we finished working together, she went and took a business course on how to you know start a business and all of that stuff. And so now she's underway; she's doing that, and her relationship is stronger than ever. But there was another case: a woman named Pam, who was kind of in limbo for like ten years, and she's like, "How do I know whether I should stay or I should go?" And so I, I told her, I said, all right, we're going to take you through these specific steps. And then I won't have to tell you, neither of us, none of the coaches in our program, nobody's going to tell you. You're going to tell us. How long will it take? I don't know. It depends on, uh, like, it depends on your healing. Essentially, in order for you to answer this question, and so here's what happened. We, we, went, through this, we went through the stages, which I'm about to share, and about eight weeks in, uh, 10 weeks in, she's like, eight weeks in, she was like, she went to her couples counseling uh, that they do together because they have three kids and she's just been in this limbo. There was infidelity. There's usually like a, like a breakdown of some sort, usually something like a resentment. There's an infidelity. There's something that rocked the boat. There is a, a, a betrayal trauma in some form that you're, that, that, that person is just stuck with. She was stuck with that. And after we did these steps and we did the work, she was on a call, she was on a, a counseling session with him because they do couples counseling. But then she did our, you know, she did the work with us, and uh, she's she's like, look, I need to do my own healing work. I'm not doing couples counseling. We're doing that. That's fine. I need to do it. On the other side of that, on her couples counseling session. He was just, he's constantly saying, no, I want, I want to make this work. We're going to make this work. He was, he was adamant about it, but she was just not sure. And she was very codependent. So she's always just used to saying, okay. And basically she was the codependent one. He was the narcissist. You know, we, I've talked about this in many of the trainings. If you're brand new, make sure you scroll down and, and just watch some of the content where I distinguish what these two are. The last one is a uh, last session I did is a good one for that. So on the other side of that, she told him, she said, no, I'm absolutely certain it's time for me to go. And there was this shift within her because usually someone says I need it, I want to end it. And then there's this little dance, you know, that dance. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. That dance, just say, hey, I know the dance. Um, 
where you're back and you're forth and you're back and then there's the guilt and then am I sure am I not in this back and forth dance but there was after she did this there was a shift in her being her body was different she approached it from a different perspective and as soon as she said it in a very powerful way he was like I got it and what's interesting is now over the past few weeks as they've been untangling um, she he's helping her move they went and got their own place they went and they got their own she got her own place they got three kids they've worked out the whole arrangement and he helped her move now how the hell does that happen and, and, and it's not perfect I mean it's painful there's grief like breaking up you got to deal with grief which you know that's why people don't end it that's a little hint coming up for you in just a moment that's exactly why people don't end it because the grief oh god life is a series of attachment and losses attachment and losses attachment and losses and each time we have these losses it's it's another layer of grief on our bodies and especially if you haven't really learned you know what I call the trigger-proof toolkit you're not able to take these griefs and 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 integrate them they wear on you like a coat like a really heavy winter jacket and then the next layer is on I just want you to just think about it in your life right now how many layers of jackets of grief have you been kinda carrying with you If you can be honest just check in be very honest with yourself because the answer to that question will help guide what your next steps are to be because I know the dance very well I was in a four-year relationship that was not healthy and I was addicted to the drama I was addicted to the sex I was going into it and then it was too much and it was codependent and toxic and then we would break apart and then I'd be confronted with the grief and the fear oh my god what am I gonna I can't be alone god forbid I can't be alone shit I'm terrified and then so the attachment trauma I go back and we play that dance out again and again and again so it was finally until I did these things that I was able to then make a powerful choice and, and what happens is the secret is once you do this the choice is already made for you it already happens in fact there's a part of you that knows exactly the answer to that question it's just you've been covered by all of this grief by all this resentment by all this betrayal by all this guilt and what happens is all of those unresolved traumas and emotions work as like like blocks for you being able to access that inner knowing within you that inner knowing that has the answer to say this is the direction I'm gonna go and once we did that with Pam she was like I know and it's like I know that I know I just I just didn't have access to that knowing so how do you get access to that knowing the answer to should I stay or should I go is the answer is inside of our hearts we know when something we're pulled into something that's according to the bigger picture it's like this fuck yes feeling we know we're pulled nobody has to push you like I'm not like I've now found and I know it's a work in progress it's only been like you know we're just recently married it's our first year and there isn't anything in my body that's like having to push me to commit to it I don't 
it's a fuck yes in here. And from what I heard, as of last night, it's a fuck yes for her too. <laughs> so there's a fuck yes inside of you that wants to be pulled. I want you to imagine the word pull. Okay? What pulls you? What moves you? Your work is to access what moves you. Okay? My job is not to tell you what to do. My job as your guide on the side of this is to help you remove all of the things that are in the way of you knowing what that answer is. And what are the things that are in the way? Number one is your attachment trauma. You have, I want you to imagine this, okay? If you don't believe me, picture this. You're sitting in a, in, in a chair right now and then your mother enters the room and sits right next to you. Right now. What happens in your body when that happens? Take a moment and think about that. Write down what would happen in your body. You're sitting in the room. All of a sudden, your mother comes in, sits down next to you. What comes up in your body? Do you feel guilt? Do you feel resentment? Do you feel rage? That is attachment trauma. And you're like, I want you to look at the word attachment as what it is. Invisible cords. That's why they do these spiritual retreats and they do these cord cuttings. Because essentially in our relationships, we have cords together. And I want you to imagine like a fiber optic cable with these powerful cords between you and your mother. <coughs> the shit that you've gone through with her will cut some cords. And then by the time you're 30 or 40, if you haven't done any true healing work, and by healing work, I'm not just talking about talk therapy or just going and repeating your fucking story to a counselor every week. That's not the work. That's a cheerleader who's supporting you. That's not the work. The work is more difficult than that. The work is owning your projections of your mother. The work is fucking owning your shit. The work is breaking out of the victim drama triangle of the entire dance and owning your part of it. And a lot of times, counselors and psychotherapists, their business model is set to, okay, we're just going to be your cheerleader, and that's not going to help you. It's going to make you feel good. You're going to get a little t temporary hit of dopamine for a minute when somebody says, yay, it's not your fault. She's the asshole. He's the asshole. That feels good to a wounded person in despair. But the powerful version of you, the one who's heart-centered, the one that has an open heart to the world and is giving and receiving the, their gift, giving their gifts to humanity, um, doesn't have a heart like that, is, is more uh, centered than that. And that's the part of you that I want to talk to. That's, this message is for that part of you. There's also a part of you who's angry, bitter, wounded, who something really bad happened and they really want retribution they want to be seen and heard which is the wounded child and we all have it and I see that part of you what I'm talking about is the part of you that's gonna confidently courageously know the answer to should I stay or should I go whether it's all in and we connect deeper or let's part ways as friends and it's possible in my wedding in April <clears throat> it was on zoom my ex-wife was invited so it's possible and um, they've you know they've connect like there doesn't have to be a war you know once you do this you can actually save so much money in legal fees this is a true story Laura has been 
kind of separated and working through a divorce bitter legal battle for eight years spend tens of thousands of dollars arguing with one another through a lawyer which lawyers love that by the way but after doing these these things after doing these shifts that I'm sharing with you she's now in the process of having a conversation and going okay hey fuck the lawyers let's what do you want let's 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 talk as adults because their relationship has completely transformed they have two kids and they're co-parents they used to not be able to talk for three minutes now they have hour-long conversations on the phone about the well-being of their children right and that can happen when you heal your attachment wounds that's number one heal your attachment traumas I don't know whether to stay or whether I should go. Well, guess what? Chances are you have partnered with somebody because it was familiar like a pattern of one of your caregivers, parents. And you married or partnered with your mother or father. And you promised yourself you wouldn't. You swore that you wouldn't do it, but here you are. Fuck, how'd I get here? It's not your fault answer is it's not your fault we are pulled unconsciously to the familiar the first half of life is a giant mistake you don't even know what you don't know you don't know that you are not the one in control you are not the one in control you are controlled by your attachment traumas that's why in order for you to answer this question you must learn how to heal those attachment wounds when you do all of a sudden when you decide to leave you then leave the right person. You're not trying to leave mom or you're not trying to leave dad because if you're still unresolved with mom and dad, you're like, oh, fuck you, I'm leaving you, partner. But it's really your mom you're wanting to leave. Guess what? You haven't divorced your mom yet or dad yet and you're now going to relive that same pattern in the next relationship. Let me know in the comment section right now if you've noticed yourself repeating these patterns. If you have, then that's exactly what's happening. And our attachment traumas, whether we were, uh, you know, the codependent, like anxious attached because we didn't have love received from us. We didn't give love and it was received. We had a parent that was not always present. They were there. They weren't there. They were using, you know, they were uh, not fully conscious. Um, they were dealing with addictions they you just couldn't feel seen by them you now experience love as real when you just don't feel seen by someone when you have to overwork and overachieve and over exert and over effort and over control to try to get love and guess what you are now going to repeat that pattern with a partner and now when you're in that space it's familiar that's why you're pulled together so powerfully but then after it becomes toxic these attachment wounds start to kick in which is around uh, a year and a half to two years all of a sudden you're like fuck I'm here I gotta get out but you can't because you're driven by that cycle you're like oh my gosh I need to keep trying I'm just gonna keep trying to get their love I'm gonna keep maybe this time it's gonna last and you keep fooling yourself and then you go through the same dance and then you go through the high and the elation of it working and then oh fuck six months later three months later back to the same story. I thought you changed <sighs> does this cycle 
resonate with you? Can you can you see what that cycle is? And here we go, boom, back to that. And so here's the deal. Those attachment wounds are still alive in your body. And they are running the show. And no amount of willpower is going to help you. No amount of willpower. I just want to check something here. Okay. Just getting the... Uh, I have to get the battery it's starting to deplete a lot faster so let me just keep going here I am in my um, Airbnb so number one you got to heal those attachment traumas number one number two is what I call becoming trigger proof which is you got to learn how to regulate your nervous system you got to learn how to make oh it's okay Lucy we're here all good life's good it's all good <laughs> Number two is you must learn to heal your attachment traumas. Lucy, it was just me. Come on in. Dog's going insane. Come here, sweetie. Come here. So number two is daddy's working. Okay, daddy, daddy's working. Okay, so anyway, she's got her own mind. Um, number two, so number two is learning how to regulate the nervous system. What do I mean by that? We have three different phases in our polyvagal, uh, in the polyvagal theory. What we want is to create a ventral vagal state. Ventral vagal is connection. It's joy. It's um, uh, feeling safety, right? That is a very important part of our nervous system that helps when we are in that space we make decisions we are powerful in those decisions we're coming from our hearts but when we are triggered and our nervous system is dysregulated we then go into fight or flight and if you're finding yourself in conflict again and again and again in relationships you're because it's your sympathetics are firing and in that space there is no conversations there's no connection there's just disconnection because it's fight or flight you are in survival mode and you see the other person as your fucking enemy. So trying to do couples counseling and talk therapy and all this shit when your nervous system is dysregulated is a waste of time. Number one was to heal your attachment wounds. Number two is to learn to regulate your nervous system because if you don't do that, you can't have communication. There's no empathy. I have no empathy towards you when I'm being chased by a tiger. I don't give a shit about you when I am in stress and survival mode. Once, once this nervous system has been so activated for so long, eventually, let me know if you can resonate with this, you then go to a place where you are in shutdown, where you check out. It's just safer to leave your body. And this, of course, comes from earlier traumas from childhood where things were unsafe. You leave your body and you check out. You can see that in their face. I can tell when I look in your face when, with with Diana because I've learned how to do this and how I, it's so important to have healthy relationships that you master the, this stuff is I can look at Diana's face and I can see whether she's in sympathy when she's in um, uh, a space of ventral vagal or when she's in a space of uh, sympathetic fight or flight or when she's checked out right and I look and I'm like is everything okay like you can see it in each other's faces you have three different personalities there are three parts to you you have the you're up that when you're well resourced and your nervous system is regulated you're up the ventral ladder and you actually feel connection 
you could see it there's the smile you can see it it's like oh, you're glowing you know when you've looked in the mirror and you're like damn I'm sexy it's because you're in ventral but when you're in sympathetic your eyes come together you physically look different that's why when you get into arguments with your partner you'll notice that they look physically different and it's true because when different parts of your nervous system are activated your muscles of your face start to get tense and you're not safe and so especially when you're in limbo not knowing if this relationship's going to last or go you're in a place of shutdown your nervous system is dysregulated there's no empathy there there's no healing there's no connection because two people feel unsafe so to try to solve this or to try to leave the relationship with a dysregulated nervous system you're making a choice out of fear rather than from a place of love so <coughs> Pam the one I was talking about she's now moved out he helped her move why because she didn't make the choice out of fear she made it out of love and when she's there not just bullshit but she feels it here which we guided her in teaching her how to do through healing those attachment trauma regulating the nervous system from there he could feel her and so it's like you can't resist another person with an open heart when you're co combating and conflicting and you're doing talk therapies and you're just trying to hash it out and go to counseling every week okay but what about the fucking 23 hours and six days six days six days and 23 hours later that you must learn the skills this is not available from a, a, a couples counselor in fact you actually don't need that one of the one of our clients basically the, this woman she reaches out and sends me all these screen caps look at what he did look at this conversation she was sending me all these screen captures about their conversations going what should we do can we can we we need help and I was like okay whoa and I spoke with him and what happens is I'm like look I don't want to hear any of your stories this is what I told them they were like both coming and saying we hear you do relationships I want you to tell me can I get on a phone with you and I want to tell you da, 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 da. and I'm like no here's what you both are gonna do before we get on a call you're gonna to come to my overview experience in which it's a five-hour workshop in which I teach you the fundamentals of nervous system regulation and why we attract the partners we do why we've gotten into the exact situation that we got and all the shit that your partners bringing up we find exactly where it's coming from both of you if both of you come to that and you're not talking to any one of each other this is just you doing your own thing then after that I'm open to a conversation so they came and they were convinced that they were married for a year there he and he even messaged me he goes I guess it was a short wet a short marriage and I'm like don't be so fucking sure dude he's a doctor and I have respect for the guy and we've known each other he's been following me for a while I'm like don't be so sure just give it a chance they both show up and they finish and they message me and, it, and he was like it feels like I've done 10 years of therapy in this one afternoon and what we realized was this is what they said what we realized was it wasn't us about working on the marriage the marriage didn't need the work we both needed to heal ourselves 
Boom. Let me say that again. And he told me that. I never, and here's the crazy part. I never even worked with him directly. He literally just followed the steps of my overview method that I teach in my workshop. He finishes and he's like, yeah, I realize it wasn't the marriage that needed the work. I, we both just needed to, we both just need to heal ourselves. And they've now committed to that process because it is a process. It doesn't end when you decide to get back together. No, my friend, it begins there because now your job is to go from unconscious to conscious. Your work is to now create a conscious relationship from an unconscious one that got you there. And it's unconscious and it's not your fault because you, here's what I want you to write down and really get this. You pretty much are doing relationships based on what was modeled to you. Let me say that again. You're doing relationships based on what was modeled to you. Now, let me ask you this question. If you could be honest, what kind of a relationship did your parents have growing up? What did you witness? What were you a witness to? And that's step one. Step number two is the question is, what story did you have about relationships based on what you saw? Now, let me tell you uh, what I saw. My parents are still together. I love them dearly. They're the cutest people around. And they have intergenerational trauma and are just as unconscious as the rest of us. And the story that I have around marriage is it's hard. It's aggravating. You're constantly at each other and bickering to try to be right. It's basically marriage is two people fighting for who's right. That was how relationship was for me. So it was no wonder when I got married, I basically modeled it after them. And then I ended that relationship. I was like, fuck that. I should leave that. Screw her. She's wrong. I made a mistake. And then I kept, went to one after another, after another, after another. And I did the same fucking thing until I was like, okay, yes, they have their issues granted and it's worth a billion dollars to me to have a healthy relationship every one of the mentors that i see are divorced that, that i've taken on are divorced they don't have a healthy relationship i want to model after a healthy relationship because that to me is now the holy grail if you're able to take all of your traumas from your past all of those broken cords that you've experienced and learn how to heal those wounds and create healthier connections and have a secure attached relationship you have what i call the holy grail of human existence you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired, to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or 
the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. It's, it's worth billions of dollars. I remember saying that two years ago. I'll pay a billion dollars to feel safe and seen and loved and reciprocated in a relationship. I don't care what it takes. I don't care whatever price I have to pay, what I have to, where I have to travel. I, had, I need to master this. So I put together, like I literally put together all of these different pieces and created a model and said, if I can do this, then maybe I can show others. And lo and behold, here I am. I got a baby on the way in about four to six weeks. Uh, and I'm married, happily married. And we, we have arguments. We, we have conflict. It's not like, you know, uh, no, we have conflict. And the conflict never does it last beyond like a short period of time that we actually have learned how to get connected deeper with is simply by following those specific steps. Should I stay or should I go? Answer number one is heal your attachment wounds. Number two is master and learn how to regulate the nervous system. And number three is learn how to empathically communicate with yourself, with your younger parts, the wounded little parts of you that this relationship is bumping up against. That's actually what's being triggered. Once you learn how to empathically communicate, you then learn how to do that with others. And when you do, all of a sudden, the answer to should I stay, should I go becomes apparent, which is scary in and of itself, because you kind of there's to not choose is a choice. And it has consequences, several consequences that are fucking terrible for your health, terrible for your well-being and your mindset. And here's the worst part. If you don't get this right, you're passing it along to your children. This is what happened to me. I'm not blaming my parents, by the way. I'm not playing victim to my parents. I'm saying they unconsciously pass those beliefs and wounds about how relationships are to me because that's what I saw. So my question is, what are you demonstrating to your child? And I'm not trying to give you mom or dad guilt here. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to awaken you and 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 if there's a little bit of guilt that's great that's guilt is the first thing necessary for transformation guilt is good my guilt for the sins of my past have led me to wanting to live with integrity and to teach this work if it wasn't for my guilt I wouldn't have done the work I wouldn't have because it's not easy facing your shit so guilt is a good thing. So I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to point out, shine a light on something, is that you sitting there living with these unresolved are being passed down to your kid. Number two, I ask this question a lot, and I'm going to ask you again. Imagine if your parents went, overcame the excuses they have. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It's too much of a hassle. Maybe he should do it. All of those excuses that everyone has, and you actually invested in 
having somebody help you get to the root cause of it, not just talk it through, not just validate your story, but to help you own your shit so that you can open your heart to yourself and then have a confident conversation saying, I'm ready to go all in. Or, you know what, this, you know, it's time for us to move on. And that's not scary. My heart goes out to you if you have to make that choice right now. But I'm here to support you. This is why I'm here. I'm here to help resolve that. And I know that by not doing those steps, healing those attachment wounds, learning how to master and regulate the nervous system, mastering communication, when you do, all of a sudden, within a short period of time, you have a relationship where we get into conflict. She can tell me she's pissed off at me and I can go, yeah, I hear you and be able to have conflict with her rather than get defensive, let my ego take over and complete destruction and have her, as she's pregnant with my baby, feel unsafe. I know that the way my wife feels right now about our relationship and the safety she feels is actually being downloaded to my child. The reason why I teach this is because I stand for healed families. I see Yanni here. She's on all of my trainings. <laughs> Good to have you. She's a perfect example. Her and her husband did the work and now have a healthier relationship. Is the work done? No. We're constantly there, but she got through a massive hurdle. Should I stay or should I go? What should we do? We're not getting along. He's not doing well. How do we help him? You just stop, pause, and they both learned to heal their own wounds. There was no couples counseling they had to do. When you go inside and you heal that, you actually are able to communicate. You don't need a fucking intermediary. You don't need a, an adult to, 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 to communicate to two little children because you've become a fucking functional adult and you're able to communicate your needs in an adult way when you've done those things. <clears throat> so what would have happened if your parents actually took, took that on? How would your life be different right now? And I'm really grateful that you're listening and I want you to think of anybody that you know that's going through this right now and they're wondering, should I stay, should I go? Number one, invite them in this group and number two, tag them in this video. I would love to, for them to see. And if you're new to this and you just got tagged, it's because the person who just tagged you loves the shit out of you, cares deeply for you. Thank you for, Yanni, thank you for tagging all of those people that you love. They love you. And they want you to be heal, a whole healed person. And the thing that's in the way is I'm scared. I'm scared of looking at myself. I'm scared of waking up. Well, it, I'll tell you, it beats living unconscious, living like you're completely, your head is up your ass, not knowing what you should do, feeling completely detached from reality and having to fucking numb yourself and sedate yourself every day from those emotions. That is scarier than actually pausing, giving yourself a sacred pause and giving yourself permission and loving yourself enough to heal, to, sit, to know that I'm worthy and deserving of a healthy relationship. That's the biggest obstacle you gotta go over right now. And I'm inviting you. And there's many of you that are already registered, the registrations are starting to like pop in like crazy for Sunday or Monday morning if you're in Australia. And I basically go through the process, the overview experience that actually teaches you how to heal those attachment traumas, how to heal the attachment wounds. And it's happening uh, on Sunday afternoon here in, in Vancouver or early Monday morning or in the evening if you're in Europe.
you owe it to yourself to make sure you go through those steps healing your attachment wounds regulating your nervous system and learning mastering empathic communication now I'm not saying I'm everyone's cup of tea I get it you might not like the beard you might not like my uh, enthusiasm I might remind you of your ex this is what several of my clients basically said is that I have been avoiding you working with you for a while Laura Laura basically said I you represent every your, my ex is a Persian Persian man and you basically represent everything I hate which is why I know I got to work with you <laughs> and now she's basically saving tons of legal bills because she worked with this asshole so I'm not saying I'm everyone's cup of tea but I'm saying you do have to go through those specific steps if you want the answer to that question let me know if you have any questions what on this conversation landed for you love to hear from you and um, yeah if you feel scared about jumping in to heal that that's normal that's what this community is about but you'll know here's what you're going to ex experience you're going to experience a community of people who've been through who've been where you are who are vulnerable who are real who are wanting to make a difference so that their children don't have to live with the same patterns this is the most important thing the most important thing is i stand for healed families and that's why why I'm here. So let me know what resonated with you. Feel free to leave a comment and I'll see you at the next perfect time.